Welcome back everyone to the Coaching Space podcast with me, Justin Bodel, a place where I look at the people side of performance. My guest today is South African men's hockey player, Wade Payton, who to date has earned himself 125 outdoor caps for his country, 12 indoor caps. He represented South Africa at the 2012 Olympic Games. He's been to two World Cups, two Commonwealth Games, one Indoor World Cup and five Africa Cups. He's also earned himself five gold medals at the men's interprovincial tournaments in the outdoor version and three in the indoor version of the game and played three seasons for a club in Belgium. So he's had an incredible career but has turned his attention to coaching more recently and has had incredible success with the Varsity College men's hockey team from the Durban North Campus. They won not only the outdoor league and the indoor league this year but they also went to the USA competitions where they competed against some of the best university hockey teams um, in the country and earned themselves a silver medal. Wade has done some incredible things in a short space of time with this group of players and he attributes a lot of it to team culture and that's what we talk about today. So his three questions today are around team culture, he gets personal, he shares great insights and I really hope that you enjoy the episode. Good morning, Wade. Thanks so much for for joining me on the podcast. It's great to have you with. Great to have you with us. How's it, just uh, awesome, eh? Great to be here. Um, yeah, I've been really looking forward to this. Um, yeah, let's get cracking. Awesome, man. All right, cool. So, three questions. The first question: um, You have obviously moved into a coaching role. Uh, you, you've done some incredible things with your with your varsity college men's team. Um, something that really stuck out for me was was this idea of team culture it seemed to be quite central to sort of what it was that you were trying to build with this team tell me a little bit more about how that came about why was that a focus for you and and what impact has it had on your team um just yeah so i mean i just a, a quick intro is how i got into the the coaching space i actually played a hockey match against the guys um in 2019 they didn't have a coach wow. and um I kind of walked off the field going, like, those are the youth of our province. Like, some of those are the best players in our province uh, at a junior level, and they don't have a coach. Um, wow. So I made a couple of inquiries, and, yeah, short story, a month later, I was um, their coach. Um, and, and it's something I didn't foresee. Um, I had no intention of coaching anything. Like, I'm quite busy in my normal eight-to-five uh, job working in the family yeah. business. So yeah it, it just landed on my lap and it's kind of i think yeah there's a special reason why i was put there yeah. and um yeah the the culture side of things essentially these guys had already built um friendships and relationships on and off the hockey field yeah and i was the i was the new element to their group like i was the outsider i was the stranger wow um and i had to try and get these guys to trust me and yeah. and kind of without um kicking out whatever they developed try and just um yeah just put a little bit of of what i have and and the way i believe things should should run in a team yeah. um so yeah obviously that's essentially your your culture behind your team is trying to trying to form it trying to get everybody on the same picture and yeah. same ideas and yeah, I mean, to be honest, my guys, uh, we aren't the best hockey team in the province by uh, any stretch of the imagination, nor are we the best university uh, team in the country. Hey, we, yeah. 
we don't have the resources that some of these bigger velocities, your Martys, your Tucks, yeah. and your UCT, we don't have any of that. Hey, so a lot of my my culture focus was on was around that is that we don't have a lot of um like the physical uh, elements that these other universities the guys can get into the gym three yeah. times a week as a team they can be on the turf three times a week like I can't compete with that yeah um yeah I've got two sessions in the week and then a match on the weekend so I had to focus on getting the guys um to buy into something yes. that they all believed in and I had to get everybody because as soon as one element or, or one rung of the ladder was missing then it's not complete eh? so yeah just a, a massive uh, culture focus for me because that's the way that I believe that I would get the best out of the group in the short space of time that that I just literally walked into their setup and Hi, I'm Wade. I'm your coach now. Like you might yeah. know me. I'm an I'm a bit of an old old guy from a hockey perspective. Probably some of you've never heard of me, but yeah. I know a little bit about hockey. Let me share and yeah, let me try and make you guys love being a part of the team because it's Amazing. the quickest way to get the buy-in, in my opinion. Yes. And 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 could you feel? I mean, you know, that that was a clear intent that you came in with. Do you feel that it it, it had an impact? That it had the desired impact that you wanted, and sort of building the team and ultimately achieving some of the success that you've had now. Yes, one hundred percent. Just, I mean, I can remember the first uh, team talk that I had with these guys in the chain rooms at Riverside, and it actually was pouring with rain. And I, when I arrived at training, I was like super nervous because I know like a lot of these young guys, they cool, they hip. Yeah. They on the teens, like I'm an old belly, like a dad. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna fit in. And yeah. it was pouring with rain. And I was like, this is actually perfect. I said, oh, it says go straight to the change room. And I sat down in the change room, little splab introduction, and I said to the guys, Hey, um, do any of you have girlfriends? And they like looked at me. And like they these are young oaks, they like don't want to yeah. admit they have a girlfriend. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. One of and, and then it slowly um, kind of followed. And I was like, interesting. And the one, uh, one guy, Cam Ryan, just said to me, hey, what, uh, Pates, why, why did you want to know if the guys are girlfriends? Like, it's one of the first steps as a young man um, in terms of me being able to read where you are mentally. Because <laughs> often you guys could be having, something's happened to your girlfriend. She won't let you go there. You want to go there. And you come to my training. And you you know where like mentally you know where you float yeah. through the session and so i needed to start ticking off these elements yeah in, in each guy's character to understand what kind of drives them what um yeah. affects them most and the girlfriend one was just a pure icebreaker for me as well yeah um, great question and I, I think from that moment i had a i had an initial like this oak the, this guy actually cares about what happens when we're not at training. Yeah. And, and that's what I wanted, wanted the guys to know that, hey. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm here, we're all here. We're all in it together. We share our problems. If your girlfriend's broken up with you, yeah. hey, don't not come to training for the week. Come yeah. to training because we are here. Yeah. The team is here for you and we need you. And you you essentially need us as a, as your kind of support system. So it's awesome, man. Yeah, it, yeah, it was strange. It was it was strange the way <laughs> it all unfolded. Um, 
in terms of that. And yeah, the, the culture definitely led to a very, I mean, I, I would say, I don't want to say like a family orientated culture is a cliche. Yeah. But, but, but that's kind of where, where I was going. Yeah, I just wanted the guys to just care about each other. That's awesome. Eh? And, and, and wait, I mean, question number two, you, you know, talking a little bit about culture, like for me, cultures, cultures and output, it's, it's like you, there's certain things that you can work on and what you sort of get as a result is, is the culture. So you obviously had an idea of this, this, this brotherhood, this bond, this kind of culture that I want for this team, but what were some of those sort of those mechanisms or those things that you worked on, like to, to kind of create that culture? Um, just, yeah. Well, I mean, it's easy. It, it, it's not easy to create it. Like the output is definitely the hardest part about it. Yeah. We can sit in a change and talk about girlfriends and how we all feeling, but if there's nothing actually happening outside of your kind of your training hours, then you aren't going to be able to build that culture. So I started to introduce the guys um, to like pregame coffees. And like, I mean, as simple as it was, we yeah. try and meet at Colombo as a group. And like the, it started with like three or four regulars. And then slowly it just started to like snowball. Eh? I mean, the whole team would would arrive at a at a, a to have a coffee before a game and it was just obviously with young men it was just like full banter yeah and and their minds were completely off they were talking about what they did yesterday and the night before and where they're going and 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 that was one of the things so it was like building that yeah. that team that environment of getting together um yes running on the promenade together yeah, uh, just doing yep. activities outside of of yes. hockey, so yeah. that when we got to to training, the guys were like all in sync. They kind of knew where everywhere everyone was. Yep, um, love that. And then we obviously had some we had some mot- oh, I wouldn't say mottos like mantras. Yeah, um, that we kind of uh, kind of stuck to. The one is is a super um, hidden one, so I won't reveal it. It's That's just cool. us and the boys. It's our one. And yep. it's kind of just uh, how we behave, essentially. And it's like a couple of words. Um, and then I have like a, we, we, live by, we live by a few things like not being late for training. Um, yeah. Uh, if you're going to message me, you can't come to training. You message the entire group because yep. it's easy. I find it's easier to make an excuse to one person because you're only accountable to them whereas if if it's an excuse for not coming it's a lot harder to write that essentially to your team and you don't want to make the guy feel uncomfortable but yeah there is an accountability yeah and a a transparency i suppose yeah 100 percent transparency if we have training on a tuesday and a wednesday and you've organized to go for movie nights on a wednesday you've known you we have tuesday and wednesday training like yeah that, that's just the way it is and yeah. listen i do understand if it's your mom's 50th or your yeah. grand's 80th like if i'm the first person to say go and have go. dinner with your family yeah there'll be hundred thousand other training sessions but that accountability yeah. of yeah. of message me but then straight away i was like message the group the, yeah. the boys need to know because yeah, in a couple of teams I've coached in my when I was a bit younger, it was just too easy for 
for guys to to not arrive and and not be accountable to the group eh? and and yeah it is one of the the most important things for me was everybody knowing where everyone was and not from like a creepy stalker point of view but just yeah openly so there, there were never surprises is is kind of what i what i try to get out of the guys Love um, that. and then yeah we had a we had a motto um uh, which was a more on the field um and a training it was just about being relentless i read a book um called relentless about an nba uh, trainer he's a physical trainer and just how he taps into guys mentally and, and how their bodies can heal through like your mental strength and, and it was, it's just a crazy one and the book wow. title was relentless and it just stuck with me um yeah yeah, after putting the book down, and I said to the guys, like, that's kind of how I want to be at training. I want we we want we want to be relentless on the field. We want to be relentless. We just don't stop for anything. Um, we might not be the technically best team <clears throat> in the league. Uh, we we're striving to because if if you aren't striving, then yeah, yeah, uh, you, we're always trying to get better technically. But hundred percent. If if you're having a bad day technically, there's no excuse to run the hardest you've ever run in your whole life yeah because yeah and, and that's that's kind of where i went with the relentless just be relentless just keep keep going and yeah, the, the guy enjoyed, enjoyed the word um it just stuck um lovely it was another another little small uh, experiment that just managed to to stick really well with the group eh? that's so awesome eh? and it, so it sounds like it's a combination of like you say a couple of um sort of things that really describe like the ethos of the team, um, but also sort of setting some of those standards, you know, and making sure, like you said, the, a couple of those key things in place about not being late, communicating, uh, relentless, I suppose, really talks to that your effort, you know, like, you you know, you can, you could, like you say, even if you're having a bad day technically, or you're just feeling a bit awful, your girlfriend's broken up with you or something like, yeah. you can still, still give your best and give a hundred percent. And, and, and to your point earlier, it's almost that like, you, your team could almost just outwork another team probably you know ultimately yeah. if, if you if you had that kind of grit and that kind of culture yeah i mean I, one of the things um we uh, at the recent user tournament where we we got a silver which is still yeah it's still mind-blowing <laughs> achievement for a small varsity in Durban north it, it is it is really ridiculous um but it, we kind of got to the final and I didn't really know what to say to the Oaks. Like they had literally spent, I mean, they were physically spent. They, they had yeah. nothing left. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was just somehow in a final, your body just uh, rejuvenates um, and you just feel better. But when, yeah. when the whistle goes and you start doing the hard yards, your, your body quickly tells your brain that yeah. it's, it's been a long six yeah. six days so i was just like trying to tell the guys hey just just keep going like if if we get clapped in this final i want the opposition to know that what it's like playing our group of guys yeah like we might get 10 nil, we might get 5 nil, but those oaks are going to have to work the hardest they've ever worked if they want to score those five goals yeah. and we we lost to tux 5 nil. Tux yeah. have, I think, seven or eight of the national under 21 team going to the World Cup at the end of the year. And I was so proud of Oaks. They just made they just made it so difficult for, for them. And yeah. the Tux goals that they ended up scoring were like world, world class. And I'm like, I'm 
That's fine. As yeah. a sportsman, yeah, I mean, what can I do? <laughs> what yeah. can we do more? They score high quality goals. Yeah. We we ran them rugged, and it's just the way sports goes. Eh? Some someone's gonna win and someone's gonna lose. And on the day we lost, but yeah, we gave effort uh, that that we'd asked and asked of the guys, and it was yeah, an unbelievable week. Eh? Jeepers, that's amazing, eh? Um, I mean, Wade, you've kind of touched on it a little bit now. I mean, obviously, you you had a um, you know a, a stellar career with with the SA men's team, um, but as a previous player, you also carry a sort of a wealth of experience of what it's like, I suppose, to perform at that level and and, and even higher. Um, something you said in an interview recently was was this idea of of being a coach, but also being a mentor. Um, t- tell me a little bit more about that kind of dual role and and why that was important for you um, in working with this group of this group of boys. Yeah, Jess, I, I'm I'm, a, I'm a quite a new parent. Um, my daughter is nearly three, and my my son is nine months. So, I mean, in the beginning, when I took took the job over, my my daughter was quite young. Yeah, she was a couple of months old, and. I was away from my family a bit, and like twice a twice a week during the evenings and on the weekend, yeah. and I I just started to think about things more. Like, hey, like I hope one day if my daughter or my son plays sport, like the person who they spend a lot of their time with during the year really cares about them and yeah. like is yeah. concerned about their well being and is is asking questions about their life and and not only making them hit 300 balls a week or flick 300 balls a week or make sure their uh, sprint repeat is under two minutes. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's all part of being a sportsman, but the responsibility of the coach is way beyond the drills on the field. eh? It it goes, yeah, yeah, it it, it really, and I've seen it this year. I've almost... um, I mean, I get some crazy messages of advice from my players and sometimes I sit there and I'm like trying to like draft an email to a big customer and I've got somebody messaging me about what, he th- what they think I should do. And I start to get like frustrated because now I'm like mixing the two. And then I sit there yeah. and go, wait, this is what, this is what you set out. This is what is happening right here is what you set out to achieve in terms of being a mentor. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I fold my laptop because my customer can wait for my draft email and I can pick up my phone and say, Hey, listen, yeah, I'm sorry. You're struggling with this. Maybe this, 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 yeah. or your, your box aren't great, or maybe go speak to this advisor. And I, I'll quickly phone Jody Taylor who heads up and I'll say, Jody, you can, this guy speak to advice. Yeah. So like, and, and, and I really, really believe the mentor, the mentorship that I've tried to show these guys has has come back they've given it back to me in terms of um just reliability honesty um dedication because i i really feel that they they play for me and when i'm standing on the sideline as a coach um, i'm hoping they get this like um this confidence that i'm not just coaching them but like they have a coach and a mentor and a friend who's on yeah. the field and I can't be on the field and play like as much as I'd love to. Yeah. I can't help you any other way yeah. by just my words and my demeanor and yeah. my body language. And yeah, I just want the Oaks to turn around from the sideline and go flip. That's my coach. Like 
let's let's i'm gonna work for him so yeah the mentorship awesome. has been has been yeah it's it's been unreal and i mean I, i've got a i've got a hell of a lot of 21 year old mates now which is is quite strange we obviously can't do a lot of things together because our lives are worlds apart yeah but i've got these young guys who uh yeah they they just they've also they've also given me so much um yeah energy like they i mean you you go through the end of your hockey career and you you essentially i haven't retired yet but i just haven't got there i don't think i have the time to retire yet i find a couple of months i'll I'll do do a retirement blog or whatever but yeah you kind of end your career on this high and you just you just feel empty and then you're, you're like life just carries on and you know time yeah. time doesn't stop for anything and yeah get married have kids and and then you have this new um exuberance that comes around from being a, a parent and a husband yeah and then it like life just carries on again and, and i i just needed what what they had and i, and I don't think they realize what they've given me um, yeah i'll tell them one day in yeah. a room where, where be emotional to just them but yeah, yeah. It, the mentorship is yeah it, uh, i i cannot um i want to say recommend maybe recommend it more to to coaches out there just take a little bit more time to yeah to just yeah find out what gets your players um going eh? and, and where they th- where they are mentally and, and at home yeah. and, and a lot of them don't want to share uh, i promise you uh, yeah and i'm all right that and they might not share their deeper personal yeah battles and i might not be that person for them but hey, if they share something else with me like if it's the smallest thing i take it as a, a small oh, victory into getting 100%. closer yeah. uh, i think you know as i think it's such a cool note to end it on you know i think because you it just it just speaks to a lot of i think what what good coaching is nowadays and firstly it's about it's about getting to, to to know your players, you know, know what makes them tick, know what motivates them, know how you need to talk to one guy versus another guy and what that person's going through. But, but more so it kind of really talks about this idea of seeing them as people first, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's like, yeah, that you're there to play hockey, like, you, you know, but you've also got your stuff and you've also got your experience and things that you're going through and they've got things that they're going through. And I just love that. It's that sense of relationship and that sense of seeing each other actually as, as people first and foremost and becoming good people is kind of so much part of the journey. You want to leave this environment, leave this team, knowing that you guys have grown as, as people and not just as players. I I would assume is sort of what I'm, what I'm hearing. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't, I I won't be the coach at varsity college forever. Um, I'm pretty sure life will throw me something, a curveball here or there. And it might take me down a different path, but if, if I can instill a couple of, uh, solid values and morals amongst like 18 to 24 um guy young men then yeah i mean essentially that is what my job is is job first done. like you said human before hockey player we arrive at training we humans and the only time we really become the hockey players when we pick up a stick and we cross the line to yeah. hit, hit a ball or like but before that we just we just people um, yeah so yeah awesome man that, that's that's the way i've gone about it and i'm a like a true believer in it and, and i don't want to say it's a recipe because it might not be a recipe but there's a certain amount of a of a recipe especially at, at that university uh, boy level 
yeah. um, a boy and girl level that yeah. it's like yeah, they've got certain battles that they're battling against themselves. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's just, uh, I, I really think they need, they need more mentorship. Um, yeah. From a than coaching just coaching hundred percent. Yeah. I think you think you're so right. Wait, and it's, it's, it's such, such like formative years. And it's, yeah, the guys are, are, are yeah, incredibly lucky, I think, to have a coach who not only has your experience, but actually cares for them the way that you do. So, yeah, thank you so much, man. Listen, thank you so much for sharing. It's been really awesome to get a bit of insight. Thank you for your honesty. Um, thank you for, yeah, just, just sharing so openly about what your experience has been and what's worked for you guys. And um, I think there's some really, really great lessons there for anyone who's listening. So thanks, man. I really appreciate having you on. Thanks, Jess. Thanks for having me. Yeah, always a always a pleasure sharing. Um, a, a huge passion of mine, and yeah, it's yeah, it's a, what a time to be alive. Eh? Really, really loving it. Absolutely awesome, mate. Listen, thanks so much, bud. We'll chat soon. Cool. Thanks, Jess. Bye. Bye.